You are listening to Genuine Chit Chat. This show is for real. Hello there, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I am joined by Chris Brayton of the I Like to Like Things podcast. So this is going to be a two-parter, so I've already released the full unsplit episode over on my Patreon, patreon.com slash genuinechitschat, whenever I release part one and part two is on this feed. Obviously, you guys have to wait a week to be able to listen to part two, whereas all the Patreons get it in one big unsplit episode. So if you can't wait for part two, please consider checking it out because you can get access to this and hours of additional content for only £1 a month, but I'll go into more detail about that at the end. So what have we got in store for you for this week? So Chris Brayton, as I said, he was of the I Like to Like Things podcast, but they stopped podcasting, well, stopped doing that show at the end of 2021. At the start of this conversation, he explains why him and his partner Elise decided to stop doing it, which is a perfectly valid reason, but I'll let him explain it better than me waffling at the start here. But the main reason we had this conversation was A, because Chris is an amazing person. I talked to him many, many days a week, but also because he has had an amazing journey, both him and Elise, of losing over £300 between them in one year. Chris himself has lost £200 this year, which is absolutely incredible. So if you really want to find out about that, you know, follow him on social media and stuff, but also keep on listening because he talks about how he went through it, their previous attempts, the workout regimes, why they actually wanted to do it in the first place and that sort of thing. The conversation itself ends with Chris talking about some of his time at Disney World and I've saved that for part two. So part two will be out next week for you guys and obviously is already on Patreon. We just talk about his trip to Disney World, which is lots and lots of fun too. Chris has been on Genuine Chit Chat before. He was on episode 131 that was released July 2021. So make sure you check that out as well. And you can also find mine and also Megan's appearances on the I Like to Like Things podcast, where I spoke about my favourite TV show, Sherlock, and Megan spoke about her favourite TV show, RuPaul's Drag Race. And links to both of those episodes are in the description. So that's going to be it for me in the intro, guys. I'll let part one of the chat play out, and then I'll be back at the end to talk about what's up in part two in a bit more detail, as well as some other stuff that I'm involved with and what you can expect from genuine chit-chat over the coming weeks. So thank you so much for listening. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you, and I bring you Chris Brayton. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people, and I'm your host, Mike Burton. I am here today, once again, with one of my favourite pod friends, which is Chris Brayton, um, because well, he's been through quite a cool few things over the last uh, couple years. Um, obviously, when we last uh-huh. spoke, you spoke about it, I think, very briefly uh, about sort of your health and things like that, but I want to kind of get into the details of that because you've had an incredible transformation. Um, but I wanted to speak about your podcast first, because, um, well, you bid farewell to the I Like to Like Things podcast, <laughs> um, which is, you know, it was an incredible podcast in its run, and I thoroughly enjoyed not only listening but also being on it and obviously Megan was on it as well uh, so I just wonder if you could tell us a little bit about um, you know, why you stopped out of interest yeah in, one of the things that we talked about with with I like to like things is that when we did our farewell episode is how much we got from it mm-hmm. and and I think that's what our, our our farewell episode really I hope hit home and and mm-hmm. you as a listener I hope that that's what you yeah, got 100%. From I loved it um but what was what we felt was starting to happen was that um, as uh, obviously saying like the pandemic is over is is naive and everything, but Alisa and I are both boosted. Both our girls are double vaccinated. Everybody in our life is is double is either double vaccinated or boosted. So we, our our life was starting to open up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to do a little bit more safe traveling. We were able to do a, just a lot more, uh, and you know, buying expensive masks and things like that. Our, our life opened up 
Mm. And so what we were finding was, is that, that it was taking time away from what we could do with our kids mm. uh, and, and what we could do as a family. And so we're finding ourselves like uh, not necessarily not looking forward to doing the thing. Cause like we loved doing um, we loved recording. I loved recording with everybody, all the guests. I mean, I made so many friends, you top of the list, but the, um, but we found ourselves not being able to give enough time to the thing that we were mm. going to be part of the show. And so it was, um, we just found out that we just found that like, we were going to, we were doing it half, half, everything was, we felt like we were going to start having to do everything like halfway. Mm. Uh, we were going to have to be like halfway for the fam, halfway to the thing that we were doing for that week. And that was not something that we wanted to do. We were, we're very like all in. Now, when we were on full lockdown for basically all of 2020 um, and the beginning of 2021, full lockdown, you know, no vaccines, kids, not at school, nothing. Um, the show absolutely saved us. Uh, mm -hmm. It gave us something new to do, something new to look forward to. We could do it all as a family. Um, and because, you know, there's only so many hours in the day and we had to fill all of those. And so it was wonderful. Like we talk about, like it legit saved us mentally. And, um, but it was, um, anyway, we just felt like it was time for us to stop. We were still super enjoying it. Um, we still super enjoy podcasting. Both of us are open to guesting. Um, I'm not saying that we're not even going to open up another podcast in the next year or so. I mean, I've started and stopped, uh, I think like eight different shows, some of them for years, some of them for like limited, like eight to 20 episode runs. Um, designed like that. Uh, so like, I'm always looking for the next podcast to start if, if it intrigues me. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, we're not done podcasting by any means, just like done with, I like to like things. Cause like, we really did enjoy recording, especially the response episodes because Elise and I are best friends. Um, and so it just was time for us to kind of try and make each other laugh a little bit. Uh, and just kind of, we would save certain parts of our, our conversations just to record. So that mm. was kind of fun. So it was more, it was like a surprise yeah, uh, for us to see certain things, but um, yeah, it was a great show. We loved it. We did over a hundred episodes, um, did not know where we were going to start. Uh, excuse me. Didn't know where we were going to stop whenever we first started in um, October of 2019. Mm. And little did we know how important the show is going to be to other people, but uh, how much it was going to be important to us. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, it'll be missed by yeah. us for sure. <laughs> it is one of those things where it's like, um, you know, to quote, to quote Ron Swanson, you know, uh, don't half ass two things, <laughs> you know, whole ass one thing. And it's that yeah. kind of thing where, you know, with podcasting right. for 99.9% .9 of podcasters, it is a hobby. It's not a career. It's not a source right. of, I mean, you can make a bit of money from podcasting. Obviously you had a Patreon, I've got one, but not like enough money to live on. That would be the dream. But like when it's that kind of thing where it's a hobby, it's like, well, if you're, if it's taking away from other aspects that you value more in your life, then it's worth reevaluating. And that makes complete sense. You know, I obviously, um, at the Absolutely. moment, I've, yeah, because I've got like, I've got Genuine Chit Chat, which is my favorite, my flagship podcast, you know, because I speak to so many people and it's so cool to be able to um, 
communicate with you know obviously i met people like yourself and lots of my other sort of pod friends and things which is really cool and i've been connected to so many people and there's so many conversations i've had with authors and other individuals who are very interesting who if i just contact them and say hey do you want to have a two-hour conversation on zoom they'd be like no thank you but if i'm like oh it's like i've got a podcast i actually there's actually like hundreds of people who listen they're like oh sweet yeah i'll, I'll be happy right. to come on so it's like it's a good excuse for me to be able to talk to those people and then my second show uh, my star wars show it's that's really fun and i'm loving it and i've almost caught up with the comics that are out for the most part and i was thinking that when me mm-hmm. and megan you know we're at the moment uh looking to buy a house we've had an offer accepted so in the next few months and so hopefully if things go to plan we'll have a, a house and things to move into and then you know we're probably gonna get a dog but then we're gonna have a few years if no happy accidents happen we're gonna have a few years of kind of traveling and do what we want and then eventually we're gonna you know settle down right. and have kids once we're past you know 30 ish in a few years time but when when we have kids you know, I'm under no illusion that I'll be able to do, you know, what was it, four or five hours of genuine chit chat a week, plus right. four or five hours of Styles Comics and Canon a week, plus mine and Megan's mm-hmm. Patreon show, which is normally that's only about like 20 minutes, half an hour a week, um, plus right. all the guest spots I do and everything else. You know, I'm doing a weekly Boba Fett discussion show with some people in Comics and Motion as well. So I'm doing all that. So it's like all this time is being used up by podcasting. And although I do love it, I'm like, well, I'm, while I can, I'm going to do it. But I know that when I have kids and things, the Star Wars comics and canon show is probably going to be the first thing to drop because I'm not I'm not going to have time right. to not only read all these Star Wars comics, but I'll probably have to just reduce it to maybe once a month or so. You know, so I've already kind of thought of those things. So with you saying that, it's very it's for the right reasons, you know, of, of stopping doing a show. But it's also that just mm-hmm. because you stop doing something, as you've said, doesn't mean you don't get value from it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, like when we stopped, cause my first podcast MGT, uh, like that was, that was a blast, but I didn't have two kids and, mm. uh, I didn't, I didn't have two kids at the time. We had a baby when we first started it and it was kind of my way to have some like, kind of like me time. Yeah. And so it was really, uh, and, and, and Elise was really pushing for it. Like, oh yeah, you need to, you need to have a hobby besides just being a dad. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're probably right. Uh, but then we had our second kid and for each episode of the show, we did three, we did three, um, movies per episode. So we're watching movies and it was just starting to be a a time where like, yeah, we couldn't really do that anymore. And, and so, as you know, like on my Patreon feed, I had my oldest child. She would, she started, she always wanted to podcast because it's been something that I've done as far, as long as she can remember. Uh, she's, she's 11 now, but I've been doing it for five or six years and, uh, yeah. And so, uh, like the podcasting, I was able to fold her into it, uh, fold the podcasting with Elise into, into, I like to like things. So like it became more of a family affair. So it was still time spent with the fam and that yeah. was what was so important. Yeah. And honestly, probably the next podcast I do will probably be a kid's podcast. It's been something mm-hmm. that I've really been thinking about. Um, and something that like, I'm really passionate about and it's like entertaining kids and it'll be like a new thing I could do with my daughters. And, and, uh, we've been listening to a lot more different podcasts that have that focus. And I just feel like it's something that would be a fun journey with my, my kids and my wife. Uh, but it's something, I don't know where it looks like we have a few ideas and I think you and I have talked about a few of them, uh, but we're, but I think that's probably where we're going next. But mm. it'll be it'll be fun either way. That's amazing. Yeah, and I look forward to that. And obviously, you can come back on the show again to promote it <laughs> as well. It'll be lots of fun. Right. Um, so obviously, <laughs> I wonder. I mean, I always want to chat with you. I mean, we chat via messenger relatively every day when there's loads of new because right. we're into so many nerdy things together and stuff. Um, right. But 
mainly from like uh, over lockdown and things, both yourself and Elise have had some incredible transformations uh, to do with weight loss. So I wonder if you could, right. I mean, listeners will see your slender, handsome face, but I wonder if you can tell the uh, listeners sort of, you know, I know you've mentioned it on the I Like to Like Things podcast and a bit, some pieces here and there, but if you just want to say sort of what in, because the reasons that you and Elisa said on the Like to Like Things podcast, I think are really, in, like, really cool. There's similar reasons to um, myself and Megan. We've discussed sort of losing weight and things like that. So mm-hmm. I wonder if you could tell people why you decided to lose weight and kind of how it worked this time and your gain, your loss right. rather, and basically everything that you can want to tell us about, <laughs> your, about your weight loss stuff. Because I just think it's so interesting and it's so inspiring and I just really want uh, my audience to hear about it. Uh, so it, it's funny because we didn't actually start trying to lose. We're coming up on our, our anniversary, uh, which we, we started really trying to lose uh, January 27th, uh, 2021. That was like, we were like, this is it. This is when we're starting this. Like, it was just like today, this is it. And so January 27th, 2021, we're coming up on our anniversary as today, you know, when we're recording, we'll, we'll be there pretty soon. And it's funny though, because the journey actually started the year before in, in January of 2020. Um, you know, we didn't know COVID was coming, of course, uh, you know, who, who knew what we were in for, for the next couple of years. <laughs> yeah. But in January of 2020, we took our, our, our daughters to, uh, Universal Studios, uh, to, and specifically to go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Uh, that was where we, it was for my daughter's birthday. You know, let's, let's go, got her all dressed up. And we went there, we were going to have just a blast. And we did, we had an absolute blast. It was so much fun. Um, but I was closing in on about 500 pounds. It was, I was pretty close. It was pretty close to 500 pounds at that point. And, uh, so I couldn't go on a couple rides Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's a big bummer. I love, I love rides. I love going on roller coasters. I wasn't always heavy. I grew up, I was a wrestler, a football player. I played basketball through shot, but like I was an athletic guy, like that's just was my life. I, I played sports all growing up and I was always big. I, I'm built. I'm I, what's the word? The doctor said densely muscled mm. is what the doctor said. So, <laughs> uh, like, so I've always been a big guy and like, there's nothing I can do about that. And, but, uh, other than like actual, like, like fat on my body was never, I was always fairly lean. Um, and then, but just, you know, life happened, got married, super happy with my beautiful wife. Uh, we loved going out to eat. We loved going to the movies, getting snacks, popcorn, the whole bit. And then we had the girls. And then most parents can, most parents, there's not, not every parent knows that like when you have that infant, you're just kind of like feeding, you're grabbing and shoveling in food to try and stay awake and, and all those different type of things. You just kind of like, I remember like we would make these big meals and like, you know, one of us is holding the baby. The other one's trying to eat real fast. So we shovel it in. So you're just kind of always constantly snacking and man, between eight, the, between being, I was 18, graduated from high school, you know, wrestling, played football. I was 285 pounds and I was a healthy 285. Um, at that point with my body mass index, I would, I was at about like 26, 27% body fat, which is, Mm. which is under the obese level. I would, you know, cause like for wrestling, you'd have to like do all these different things to see what your weight level could be at anyway. So I always, it's funny. Cause uh, uh, when I was telling Elise, like I always knew how much I weighed at any given point because in, in wrestling, you had to be at a certain weight, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then 
And then being in sports, I, I kind of equated to being like a show pony. Everyone kind of knows what you look like at any given time. So people always talking about like different parts of your body. And it was just a normal thing for me. But um, after high school and and uh, I put on between 18 to 38, because I'm 38 right now. So when I was 37, over those 20 years, I put on over 200 pounds. Hmm. And uh, it was um, just living. You know, and, and one of the things that Elise and I always talk about is that we were still really happy. Like there's not this whole idea that like, when you're a heavy person, like it's the only thing you think about, like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm so fat. Oh, my life is, you know, like some people are like that. That's not how we were. Um, We just were happy, attracted to each other, having a great life. And just, um, it didn't really slow us down. Now, looking back, obviously, it, it really did slow us down. Like we could see that now that we've lost so much weight, we can we can we can look at that. And um, we do see that now, obviously. But at the time, you know, it's just it's, it was gradual, you know, mm-hmm. like we, we put on weight and she did about the same from when we got married to when uh, we started losing weight. I think she ended up putting on. I mean, she's fine with me telling you this, like a hundred and uh, about, about 100 pounds mm-hmm. uh, for, for her between when we started dating um, and when we got, when we got married, which has been about 13, 14 years, mm-hmm. almost 14 years of dating. Yeah. So dating, dating and marriage. So, uh, but anyway, we went to, we went to Universal studios and I couldn't ride any rides. Mm-hmm. There was like, the, I could ride like a few, um, but there were three very specific. I couldn't ride any of the Harry Potter rides. I couldn't ride a few of the other rides, like anything that was like a bench seat where a whole bunch of people could get on. I could ride that. Mm. I had to sit by myself, but, uh, but that was kind of like, okay, I, I, there, I need to make it like, this is the first time I really felt like something like hindered me. Mm. And, and so that was the big, the big like light bulb. Well, anyway, we're, we're starting to actually lose some weight. We were doing okay. We lost about like 10 pounds. And of course, March, 2020 hit full lockdown, kids out of school, you know, people talking about there being food shortages. So we're grabbing all the rice we could get, you know, the, all the, the beans and anything, all those starches that we could get. And we're just like, well, okay, we can't, you know, we can't like try this right now. Let's just kind of eat what we have, you know, do those type of things. I don't think anybody would blame us for that. Obviously like, like who knew we were in like crazy anyway. Over the course of the lockdown, obviously, there was nothing else to do but eat, you know, so <laughs> yeah, totally. we decided, yes, I, it's just nothing else to do but eat and watch good shows, play some video games, build some Lego sets, you know, like that's, that's pretty much what we the did. Dream. <laughs> and yeah, it's the, it's the dream. But yeah, anyway, we put on even more weight. Like, so we, we were, <laughs> we put on a ton of weight over the, that year. And um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so the, the reason I know how much I weigh, cause we didn't know the scale is at, 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 at Halloween, I cut my hand open, uh, uh, when I was uh, pushing down a trash can, you know, I was going to take mm-hmm. the trash out to the, and I cut my hand open and I had to go to the doctors to get it sewn up. Cause it was pretty bad. So I went there and I weighed myself and I'm looking at the weight, like, wow, that's all, that's a big number. That's mm-hmm. a really, really, really big number. And so we just kind of like that was really putting it like that put it into focus, you know? Um, and I, you know, a couple months later, uh, my father-in-law got his first vaccine shot. Um, then my mother-in-law, my dad, my grandma, you know, all those different types of things started to happen. 
the election happened in the United States that changed a ton for just how like uh, like mental health wise for for 90% of America that changed our mental health for that and everything. And so in January, um, you know, vaccines were going to be starting to be rolled out for for people our age and and people that were morbidly obese, which was Elisa and I, it was going to be coming in there. And so we're like, gosh, we don't want to be on the list because we're morbidly obese. Like that's not good. That's comorbidity and things like that. And so anyway, January rolled around, you know, uh, the election happened, the inauguration happened. Like we talk about this, like mental health wise, we needed to be in the right spot. We were not in the right spot during all of 2020. We were not mentally ready for it at all. We just like, we've both, we both have said like we're emotional eaters. And Mm. so um, it's our way of coping with a lot of things. And even though like we're super happy, positive people, like that was a thing that we did to make sure that we stayed happy yeah. and, and ready to go. And all, yeah. And so in January, 2021, we're like, okay, we can do this. We still have a couple months until we get vaccinated, a couple months until people that we love are going to be vaccinated. So we have time to start where we're not going to be socializing and being worried about like, oh, we're going to eat pizza with these people. Uh, you know, sushi with these people, all things that's that are like not thing. great for you. Social, <laughs> yeah, social exactly. things. Me and Megan have found whenever yeah. we're trying to lose weight is literally always like we've yeah. got like Megan's really good at like doing food plans every week or even over the exactly. month. And it's like perfect. And then it's like some more context. I was like, oh, we haven't seen you in like two months. How are you doing? Oh, should we go out for a meal? And it's like, yeah, yes, I love going yes. out for a meal. I love eating with right. people, but it's like, but it's so hard. I know yeah. in America, in certain places, it's a bit more difficult as well. Over here, there's yeah. usually some healthy options that aren't just a salad. But mm. a lot of the time we go out and, you know, when you go out for a meal and it's like, okay, this really, really healthy thing is like 10 quid. And this unbelievably, incredibly tasty, amazing thing is the same price. And it's like, well, I want right. to treat myself. I want to have fun. And then someone else calls you the next day and it goes on and on. So I totally understand what you mean with the going out thing. That's mm. <laughs> that's a killer. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so we... um yeah. And so that was something that we felt like we could, okay, we could get the good habits at least started. So uh, we could get, you know, what are, we could, we could eat, you know, what we, we could set up what we were going to eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner, cut out the snacks, how our exercises were going to start, things like that. We knew that we could set up, we had this opportunity to set up how we were going to live the rest of our lives. And we planned it out. We had some real hard talks. We we talked about, um, I know Elise has wanted to share this too, like different ways that we caused the other one to stumble in our, in our, um, in our weight loss journey before. Cause like, mm-hmm. this is not our first time trying to lose weight. It, it, the, most people, it, it's never the first time. Um, and so like, like one of the things that Elise said that was bad for me is like, when I want to lose weight, I will eat the exact same thing for every meal. I, yeah. I will just make one, one thing in a pot. It'll sit there. This is what I know will help me lose weight. I can do that. Like I can be militant with that. That kills her. Like mm. she will, she will want to quit immediately. So I'm like, okay, I will not, I will put some more thought into what we're going to eat because I cook probably 90% of our meals just because I mean, like, that's just, I, I'm, I cook. Yeah. And then <laughs> I, I told her, I told her like, if you, want to snack or you don't what basically what it is like i want to work out you will be mad that we're going to work out even though you want to work out so you're gonna so like we talked about like she would it would be i would have to make her work out 
Mm-hmm. And then even though she wants to, she needed me. So I said, okay, I can't do that every day. So like, we just had those like hard conversations um, about like what in the past and like, we're really honest with each other. And it was super great, about, a, about an hour long conversation. And just, we, we, we got it all out. And anyway, from then on out, like we just kind of, um, we set out to lose. I wanted to, I wanted to be under 400 pounds by Christmas. Mm-hmm. That was my like ultimate goal. Like, so I was, I was a, a li- probably over 482 cause I was 482 in October, probably put on more pounds over Christmas. So I was probably about 500. I just, I couldn't even look at the scale, like honestly, but like legitimately probably I was 500 pounds, but I always say, okay, I started 482, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I was 500 pounds when I started. <laughs> And, um, because I still put on weight over Christmas after October, but I mean, everyone anyway. does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, exactly. Uh, not this year, this year I did not, I, I stayed the same. Um, but, uh, so, so we just started off with what, one of the things that we said was why we wanted to say, why do you want to lose weight? Mm-hmm. That was, that was the conversation we said to each other. And for me, cause like, we feel like if you, if you just say, oh, I want to get healthy. Oh, I want to lose some weight. Oh, I want to, you know, those type of things. It's so abstract because we all want to get healthier. We all want to do those type of things, but we wanted a very specific reason that we wanted to lose weight. And so mine was, I want to fit. I want to fit on rides. Mm -hmm. That that was it. So that's kind of why it started in that, that, uh, you know, back at Universal Studios over two years ago, I want to be able to ride a ride regardless of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And if I can't ride it, it's going to be because of height, not weight. Like I, I like that, that's okay with me. Um, so, and then Elise wanted to not, she didn't want to shop at Torrid. That's mm-hmm. one of the, that's a, that's a plus size uh, place. The place it's the only place that she could shop for her size. Mm-hmm. And that's what she said. I don't, I want to be able to walk into a store and be able to find at least one thing that I can wear. I'm like, cool. Okay. Those are both really good achievable goals. And so once we set that, everything just started kind of falling into place. Cause it was like, it wasn't about the weight. It wasn't about, um, being quote unquote healthy or anything like that. It was for a specific goal. I want to ride a roller coaster with my girls. Elise wants to not have to shop at Torrid or what was the other one? I think it was Lane Bryant. I don't remember. It was another store. The, the, the two stores that she could really shop for. Um, and so because of that, it took our mind off of numbers. It took our mind off of um, it took our mind off of like the sheer magnitude of the weight that we had to lose was because for me to not be morbidly obese, I had to lose about 220 pounds to no longer be morbidly obese for my height. And so, and for her, it was a hundred and uh, 110 pounds was total, but what she ended up having to, to lose to be in normal, normal bit weight for her too. But it would end up working out to being about 90 pounds of what it was for her to be healthy weight. And so, like, but those numbers are massive. Those are huge numbers. And um, like, so to, to so you could get bogged down in those. So if we had like a very kind of easy goal. And so kind of I thought, like, okay, if I if I'm under 400 by Christmas of 2021, if I'm if I'm under 400, then I can say that like I'll be able to do something probably in spring of 2022. Like maybe I could get on some rides and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, so we started off really slow. We just we cut out sugar. 
we just cut out any sugar in our coffee. We cut out any sweets. We cut out because like we, uh, Elise was a big fan of sugar. It wasn't as big a deal for me, but like I realized when I cut it out, how much I was. That's the type of things you start to really realize. And then we just started walking to the end of our street, um, which is about, about 100, 100 yards or so or something. We'd walk there, walk back after dinner. That's just kind of how we started because we're like, okay, we're not going to be those people that are just like, oh, I'm going to like go pump iron right now. It's like your body, it's not sustainable. You're not, you, you, you're not, you're, you think that that's what you're going to do. You're going to burn out super fast. And that's what we did before. We would burn out because we're just exhausted. Our body's wrecked. We're not young. We're not old, but we're not like young 18 year olds anymore. And so we just cut out sugar for, for a week. We're just like, let's, let's do this. And then we'd walk down the street and then after dinner. And then after that, after a week or two of the no sugar, it's like, okay, let's cut out, let's cut out bread, pasta, those type of things. Like, okay, so we did that. So we cut out bread, we cut out pasta. Um, we cut out, I cut out dairy, at least, uh, and so did Elise. Like she cut out dairy. That was probably the next step. Um, we still have a little bit of cream in our coffee, but like that's it's minimal. You know, just that's just enough to, <laughs> Yeah, it's like I we we we, there, we we both said like if I have to cut out cream out of my coffee, then I I'd, I'd rather just be I'd rather die of of a heart attack. <laughs> like I don't want <laughs> like I, I I'm not it's not worth nothing's worth cutting out the cream out of our coffee. And so uh, and that was like the hill we were ready to die on. We were ready to die on that hill, like cream in our coffee. <laughs> Um, and so like, and then we started walking, um, down the end of our street plus to the next street, you know, just started adding in these little small little areas. Um, and then, uh, and then after that, we cut out, uh, we cut like starches, like potatoes, um, things like that. And then that's when we cut out dairy, we cut out like no cheese, no, nothing like that. Um, and then, and then after that, and same thing, we just kept adding to our walk. That's all we did. Just little bits at a time. Like, like I said, like I was 500 pounds. That's a big, that's a big, like I'll just say a big fat dude. Like that's just what I was. It's just a big, like I, there's no other way to say it. Like, so moving that much was crazy. Just trying to move that far. Um, and then, cause I realized like how much, how hard it was to live and then also exercise. Cause like I could still do all my, my yard work. I still, I thought I was active until I started trying to exercise and I realized how inactive I was. <laughs> And so um, after that time, after, so we did it like in a tiered way of, of like adding more exercise, adding less food, or excuse me, taking away food that we would eat. Then we started working on um, portion control and really finding a, a place for us to like, what was, what could we eat and still lose and still not want to, 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 to basically kill ourselves <laughs> like that. That's, that's really, you know, like. How much food? So we started making. So we really focused on like lean protein, you know, grilled or steamed vegetables, things like that, and just like, and really toying with those type of things. Like, what could we eat? What could we do? What could we eat on a regular basis that we could just kind of be like, like, like for me, the same thing, and didn't have to put too much thought. So we settled on like breakfast was super easy for us to eat the same thing every day because you know we're just waking up and and we just kind of pound it down. Um, and then be done. Like, same for her. She doesn't really care about breakfast. I didn't really care about breakfast, but we knew that we needed some fuel. And um, anyway, that worked for both of us. Uh, and we just kept, like I said, we just kept increasing how far we'd walk. Uh, we'd make more things intense. Like, I would do a walk in the morning and a walk at night with Elise. I started adding one into the middle of the day. Um, 
so, and I would, I, I got a weight vest. So I would, I would wear that and I would start walking with that and started building up more strength and things like that. And, uh, and then we started adding swimming during the summer. That was, that was really nice. Like we would swim a ton and that was allow us to be with the girls and the girls would go on the walks with us. That was a lot of fun. So it was just really good to start talking to each other throughout the day. Um, uh, the girls at some point did go back to school during, during 2021. So like we could talk about their day at school with Elise. Cause you know, she'd get off of work and we'd go walk. It was lovely. Um, well then what ended up happening is that we had the horrible wildfires here in, in California and, uh, it, it, the air quality went, it went very South. It was very bad. Like it was almost impossible to breathe. Hmm. outside it was it was just so bad and that wasn't for a uh, extended period of time but it was for enough time to where it actually really we couldn't we couldn't go outside mm-hmm. um for an extended period of time like we'd go to the store real quick and everything you know like those type of things and we were already masked anyway so like it wasn't that big of a deal but like any type of like exercise was just out of the question so and about the same time um i had maxed out i through that whole period um I'd lost 170 pounds, uh, give or take. No, 100 140 pounds, 140 mm-hmm. pounds, and that was till about August, which was an insane. So, like, not hopefully hoping to be under 400 by Christmas. I'd already done that, and then some by August, and it just was like it just came out of nowhere. It really did. Like, we felt so blessed, so lucky. Elise had about the same. I mean, percentage wise, she's much shorter than me, so percentage wise, she was. We were always at about the same percentage lost. Hmm. Uh, I've lost more, you know, in total, but like, because I'm so much bigger and like the percentage that I need to lose was so much more, our percentages for how much we need to lose stayed basically the exact same throughout the entire time. So she just same thing, huge success for her too. Um, but I, I, uh, I plateaued hmm. when I was at about 330 pounds, which was still amazing. I could go on. Yeah. So I'd reached my goal of being able to, to go on any ride. Cause when I was in college, I could go on rides at like three fifty. I could still go on some of the uh, roller coasters. So I'm like, Oh, I'm good. I reached the goal, but I wasn't done. I, I, and we both knew it. We, we both knew that we weren't done. We could do more. We were still technically obese. Um, both of us were still obese, uh, which was not something that we wanted to do by that point we were vaccinated. So we could, we were doing a little bit more Omicron hadn't hit Delta hadn't hit. So being fully vaccinated, you were basically, golden you know um but our girls weren't yet so we were still so trepidatious because we still had to you know hold on to the girls but so i actually at that point i did reach out to a a nutritionist um it was a someone that we knew um that was a professional and she was fantastic and basically what she told me was because i could not lose i i was working out probably like five to six hours a day it was insane Mm. it really was and Anyway, uh, I ended up reaching out to her and she's like, well, basically you're starving yourself. I didn't feel that bad. I didn't feel bad or anything. It just was like, I just was working out and I wasn't losing anything. And I hated that. Like Mm. I I did. I just, I hated it. And so uh, she put me on a new diet plan, um, instituted a lot more protein. That was really what it was. Like I was a lot more protein. So probably added another eight to 900 calories actually to my diet than I already was eating. Mm. Uh, and eight to nine hundred calories probably during the day, um, and then I, then it just started melting off, and I started putting on more muscle, which is what I wanted to do anyway. So I was able to fill out the excess skin, 
because I'll tell you what, there was a lot of excess skin because like uh, it was just a lot. Anyway, so that that carried us through. Uh, it was so now I only work out once in the morning, uh, once at night. Elisa's the same once quickly in the morning. And we work out one more time after dinner, uh, you know, as a family um, at night. But in the mornings, at least wakes up pretty early. I do it after we drop our girls off at school. And um, started instituting a lot more weightlifting, which is something I wanted to work into. And then here we are, we're sitting at it. Uh, Elise has lost almost 100 pounds. So she's she's already smashed her goal. And I'm sitting here at, I've lost 220 pounds. I'm at 262 pounds, which I haven't been that since I was a sophomore in high school. So uh, we both feel absolutely incredible, both mentally and physically. Um, we just got back from Disney World. Uh, with our girls and we got on it's like I I I got to go on any ride I wanted it was it was amazing I actually cried when I got on our first ride I did I I broke down in tears because it was like this is the goal this is what I wanted and I just I did I cried and uh which everyone knows I cry all the time anyway so it's not that big of a deal you, I, you are I, one of the things yeah. I like most about you is how open you are with your you know emotional yeah. vulnerability I and cry. one of the things we spoke about before yeah, yeah that's Cause that's cool. I, I I think more men need to, you know, almost it's almost come out of the closet of being emotionally sensitive, which is a very weird thing. Because yeah. as men, it's kind of like, right, what you cry, bro. It's like, yes, it's it's called having emotions. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bizarre thing, isn't it? <laughs> but it's yeah. it's amazing that feel, you you did that. I feel this. Yeah, I feel this, and this is what I want to do. And then Elise, oh my gosh, she's a smoke show. She's wearing whatever she wants. She's shopping online, shopping wherever she feels like it, it, it's been amazing. Um, so she, she accomplished her goal, you know, months ago too. Like she could go in any store that she wanted. So over Christmas, we decided just to maintain, like we, mm-hmm. we, we hit it. We set up, we set a point that we wanted to hit and we're like, okay, we know that we could go lower. We know that we want to get fitter. Um, we're feeling, we're feeling great. Um, you know, there is still some weight that we could lose to be in like, quote unquote, perfect health. So like, we know that we can do it. We're not changing anything in our lifestyle because the way that we eat is, is fine with us. Like we don't really, we've, we've established those, those boundaries that we're willing to, 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 to eat and do and everything. So we said during Christmas time and Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, lots of food, obviously uh, we said like, we will eat fun meals when appropriate, like when we're with our family or those type of things, but the rest of the week we'll be eating just our normal good meals. We'll never stop working out. We love working out. It's now we can't express how much we hated working out. Now we can't go. We love working out. Like we love it. Like it gets us, gets us pumped. And so, uh, yeah, so we were able to fully maintain over Christmas. We didn't lose anything, but we fully maintained through that entire time. And we feel really lucky. That's incredible. That too. Yeah. And so it was, so we felt like whatever weight we end up stopping at, then we can start to have those more social meals. And that was something that was when we really felt like we'd reached the mountaintop kind of, because we were able to have some pretty big and sizable meals and uh, still for the end of the week, weigh the exact same. So we started weighing ourselves weekly as opposed to like daily or every couple of days or whatever, just, Hey, at the end of the week, we had our big meal. Let's work out, eat our good food. And we just would weigh the exact same every single week. And we're like, oh my gosh, we can eat pizza. And then the rest, you know, enjoy that meal, make that special. So we just kind of made, and kind of something that we talked about, we're in losing mode now. 
uh, we said between January and uh, and Valentine's Day, let's be like in hardcore weight loss mode. Like it's like, yeah, we're all pumped. We had a ton of food. We had some weight from Disney World to work off. And so let's so. Um, we're going to see how much we're going to can get down before Valentine's Day. It's not an obsession. Like it's not, it's not so much about the numbers anymore. Now we're just like, what? Because like I'm fully expecting to plateau again. And if I plateau, like I, there's nothing I want to, I don't want to change anything. I don't want to work out any harder. I don't want to eat any less. I don't want to do any of those things. Like I, what I'm doing right now, I love. And what I'm doing right now makes me lose weight. So I don't want to change anything. But now we've kind of now started to re enter. Uh, more sociable meals, bigger meals, uh, you know, more bread, you know, cheese, different meats and things, not just chicken breast and fish, you know, just those two things. We've started to let those things come into our lives and realizing that we can maintain a healthy lifestyle and then splurge every now and then. Um, but we're allowed, we feel like we're like our health and our lifestyle allows us to be able to do that. So, uh, and it's, we're still losing in the process, but it's, it's been great. Um, it's changed our lives so much for the better. Uh, and we're just, we feel, we feel really, really good. That's, that's really all there is to it. Yeah. I mean, that's an incredible thing. And it's, it's so inspirational to hear that sort of thing. Like I know a lot of individuals, uh, are, you know, struggling with weight loss or trying to lose weight in things. It's like, you know, I've, uh, when I was younger, I, I was primarily gained loads of weight because I broke my leg when I was like eight or nine or something. And, you know, 10 weeks right. of being inactive from that and then recovery sort of after the cast was taken off and things. And just up from there, I was just a bit chubby. And then it just got worse until sort of college time. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to kind of lose weight and things. And Megan's on her own weight loss journey. She's lost uh, like a lot of weight. and But she was at points, hyper-focused on the numbers. She would weigh herself sometimes every day right. or, or stuff, and she would, and she's openly said about these things. And it's like, mm-hmm. she would get obsessed with the numbers and then feel bad and then kind of make herself feel guilty right. if one day she was heavier than the following day. And I was like, Look, you have to, if you're going to weigh yourself, do it like once a week or so, because every right. day it can be slightly mm-hmm. different. But also, I said to her, I was like, do you want to weigh the same but be a size in like over here, I think size 14, for example, or would you rather be the same size you are, but weigh like you know, 150 pounds less. Right. Like, what, what would you rather? Like, what would you rather? And she was like, well, I'd rather be smaller yeah. because, you know, roller coasters and things, but also, right. you know, clothing and that sort of stuff. Like, just everything in life mm-hmm. generally being not necessarily easier, but you just don't have to think about these additional elements as much. And right. so with that, you know, she's done a smashing job. She's gone down loads of dress sizes and she's got a personal trainer now and she works in her own way. But like, hearing you speak about you and Elise, like, I'm more so like you like i could eat the same meal every day you know megan does right. the majority of the cooking I, I do all the other chores uh but she's an incredible cook and she's really passionate about that her like right. great british bake-off that's her favorite show in the world and like she loves baking great and cooking show. and stuff it's a lot of fun I'm watching the junior one at the moment which is on every day of the week so i'm getting five <laughs> hours of junior bake-off a week <laughs> um but like she's she's incredible and she can make all these crazy meals and things that are still super healthy but like utilizing lentils or chickpeas and certain things like that instead of uh, uh-huh. other parts but also you know having leaner meats and not having as much like chips or or fries uh but things like that so it it's i could i can hyper focus i could eat loads less eat the same meal every day and exercise a lot whereas similarly to elise i think like if i would say to meg we need to exercise now and then she wouldn't want to it's like i 
I would try and push a bit, but the problem is you get in that weird state where it's like, I don't want to, you to feel like right. I'm forcing you to exercise, right. but I know you want to, but in this moment you don't. <laughs> right. And when you've done it, you're yeah. fine. Afterwards, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. But when you're like, I don't feel like exercising, it's like, I don't want anything in the world less than exercise. And it's right. those sort of like kind of internal battles. And you just kind of, you have to find what works for you. And for Megan, she has a personal trainer she sees every week and she feels like that holds her accountable and she does other exercises right. throughout the week and things. And we just make sure, you know, been having smaller portion sizes, that's been a big thing. And just making sure we don't snack in the evenings. Because it's normally like, you know, you have a really healthy meal and then it gets to like, you know, 8 or 9 p.m. a few hours later, you get a bit peckish. And rather than being like, okay, either I'll make more of the dinner and then we'll just have a bit more if we're hungry or just not eating specifically just be like ah, oh, we're kind of hungry now you know we one we just not eat we can we can live through not eating we be like, oh let's just have yeah, a, bit, a bit of chocolate you know or a, a few crisps right. or something and it's those little bits in between that become the habit and that's the thing which can kind of undo some of the the goodness you've been doing for the rest of the time so you're kind of like i'm doing this exercise i'm eating less but i'm not losing any weight because of these little snacks in between and so we found right. something similar to that but you know back on the wagon now christmas is always a harder one uh, this year. Oh, you can't. You can't. It, you got to celebrate. Yeah. yeah, you have to. It, like, it's one yeah, of those. You really do. I believe the in balance. that. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, Megan, this Christmas, yeah. uh, she was baking so much. She made home three varieties of homemade fudge, homemade gingerbread. She did that uh, gingerbread shortbread recipe that you guys recommended. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It was she, so yeah, good. She texted it. She messaged, uh, she messaged Elise and, and was like, hey, because like, like we said, like during Christmas, we did let up and mm. we allowed ourselves to, to eat a little bit more, just like we had those treats and then mm. worked out the rest and were able to maintain. So we didn't lose, we just maintained. But yeah, so she made the gingerbread shortbread and she, uh, and yeah, so Megan messaged Elise like, hey, hook me up. And so uh, <laughs> she, she said, don't, but she, but then she messaged me, Hey, don't tell Mike, I'm going to make him. Like, don't tell him. So it was, she it was surprised really me. Cause I heard, I think yeah. it was on uh, one of your podcasts. You guys were talking about it and things. And I yeah. heard about it and she was like, um, I got in uh, from work and things. She was like, Mike, I've got a surprise for you. And I was like, Oh sweet. And I know she'd been baking and things. And like, I love, I love uh-huh. gingerbread. She is not a fan. She's uh-huh. like you, you know, Germany doesn't like it that yeah. much, um, but I love, Everything that you can think of that's bad for you, I like. I like every flavor of crisp or <laughs> potato chip for the American listeners. I like all candy, all of it, like be it uh-huh. sweets or Harry, but whatever, everything. I love uh, right. all chocolate, all varieties, be it mint, coconut, orange, all of it. So the problem is with me is like I will eat anything that's bad for me on the planet. Right. Whereas Megan's, <laughs> fortunately, she doesn't like uh, sweets, candy very much. She doesn't like orange chocolate or uh-huh. mint chocolate. She just likes quite standard flavor chocolate. And so when she's making right. all these things, it's like, she makes gingerbread. She doesn't want it. I then have loads of it because she makes spares. Like, can you try this batch? Yes, I can. I'm making this buttery yeah. <laughs> shortbread. Can you try a bit? Of course I can. So I'm just eating all these things. Uh, and she's right. trying bits and pieces as well because they're making fudge as well to give to people for Christmas. Right. She was giving out homemade fudge, shortbread, gingerbread, and a lot of other things. And she would occasionally, when it's someone's birthday, she'd make a cake for them. And if we hang out with them that day, mm-hmm. we'd also get a slice of cake. So there's all these things where it's like, her right. favorite thing to do in the world is to make bad food. <laughs> so it's this weird thing where it's like, you know, we want to get to the point kind of where you are, where it's like, once you've kind of reached that level, maintaining once you're there is so much easier than losing. Yes. It's one Absolutely. of those things that I've always kind of found. Like I fortunately haven't got as big as I used to be in college and stuff. It's more just I notice more like just my stomach or sometimes around the chin. This isn't why I've got a big beard now. I'm not mm. hiding. I'm not hiding the chin fat. Um, but right. it's one of those things where it's just 
one has to kind of work out what's best for you. And it kind of, I know you guys 100% didn't do this. And it's what I appreciate about uh, the, I like to like things farewell, farewell episode as well, where you guys are open and honest. Like we had to try different things. It, it's not, yeah. I, I don't like when you hear people online where they go, this is the one way you're guaranteed to lose weight. And it's like, it's not, it's really just what works for you. It's generally just watching what right. you're eating and being more active. That's as vague as you need to be. Just in those parts, you have to work out. Some people are just like, Look, I just want to walk for two hours a day and that's fine for them. And right. other people are like, no, I want to work out hard for half an hour, really strong half an hour exercise. Right. That's it for me. And it's just how it works for you. And when, like I was, I asked you obviously when you were in Disney World to send me some photos and things because like me and Megan, if COVID hadn't happened, this would be the year we go, we'd go to America. But uh, I think we're aiming for right. next year now probably because this year is now the house mm-hmm. year. Um, so right. when we go over there and stuff, you know, it's going to be very exciting. Hopefully we'll see you guys and all kinds of other sort of friends we've got over in America. But when I asked you to send me photos and things, it was like, it was making me really happy because I know how much it meant to you <laughs> You being there, because right. you're a massive nerd like I am, but also you being able to go on those rides. So you hearing that you were so happy that you cried on a ride, it, it I know it sounds kind of corny, but it, hearing that makes me really happy because I just, <laughs> it's yeah. just such a nice, joyous thing. And seeing all those photos and videos you were sending me, it just, it looked like it's such a blast at Disney World. We had a really good time. It was, um, we really struggled with it. We're not going to lie of, mm. of going or not. Um, mm. It was something that we'd, uh, really gone back and forth because if anyone knows us, like we, we kept it, we kept, we kept it locked down. Like we Mm. did everything. We, we, we bought our food in big batches. So we kept out, we never, we never stopped masking. Um, We were, we were good. We social distanced from every family member and, uh, you know, and just did zoom birthdays and everything like that. So like anyone that knows us knows that we, we, we're not just these people that laugh in the face of COVID. Like we understand, like it is a, it, it's a big deal. Um, we thankfully have not lost anybody to it. Um, mm-hmm. We we've had a few family members have caught it, but they caught it after they were vaccinated. And it was yeah. almost, it, you know, it, it's all, it was almost nothing for them. Like our, our, my mother and father-in-law both caught it. They thought they had allergies. That's how, but they were, they were boosted. Yeah. You know, they, so it was, it was nothing for them. And so, but we'd reached a point Well, one, we spent a, a ton of money <laughs> on it, but we, we bought the tickets. We bought the tickets 18 months ago, almost, wow. it was almost 18 months ago when we bought it. So, um, just kind of like on a whim, just like, oh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta have something to look forward to, or we're going to go crazy. And so then it started coming up and, you know, the girls got there, the, our girls were able to get vaccinated as well. Like they opened it up to their age group, they're eight and 11. And uh, and of course then Omicron hit and that was, that was a big blow, but then we just were, we were looking at the science behind it, looking at the science behind maths, looking behind, like, like for us, you know, both of us boosted our girls vaccinated. We have good masks and everything. Looking at the science behind the masks, we're like, you know what, for us legitimately, if we get sick, it's just, everything is pointing towards us being, having a minor cold. And having to quarantine for a certain amount of time and not a minor cold. We understand that like there are other things or we just won't catch it at all because mm-hmm. we're going to be good with our masks and everything. And like, they're just showing that like these type of things are going to work. And so we just trusted in the science, trusted in what we, what we'd done in the past. And so we went and we, man, it was rough wearing a mask for that long. It was a imagine. long, long, long time to wear a mask. Like where. 
And that's the end of part one. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. Make sure you tune in next week for part two, where the conversation that kind of started at the end there for our Disney World conversation gets into full effect. It was loads of fun talking about that. Uh, but obviously, if you really can't wait, and if you want to support the show financially, please consider checking out my Patreon, patreon.com slash genuinechitchat, for as little as £1 a month, or you Americans can do it as well. It's not limited to the currency, uh, which I think is like $1.50 or something. Uh, you guys can contribute that, and then in return, you not only get early access to any of these episodes of Genuine Chit Chat that I split, but you also get lots of exclusive content that you can't find anywhere else. Me and Megan record an episode of Afterthoughts almost every week, and we always put that on there. Uh, I also do some solo afterthoughts i've done some star wars book reviews a couple of legends ones i've done some comic reviews that aren't specifically star wars uh, me and megan have watched like new films at the cinema other sort of you know we've watched big blockbustery stuff but we've also watched a few smaller films the most recent afterthoughts we released was actually guns akimbo which is a very bizarre film of daniel radcliffe where he gets guns bolted to his hands so we do a nice spoiler free review of that so you guys can check that movie out if you so desire after listening and we also talk about loads of other things we've got one about witcher series 2 planned uh, we've done all the star wars movies bar rise of skull which we will do at some point we're making our way through the harry potter films as well and the mcu movies but also yeah smaller slightly more indie movies i know we're going to be watching little women at some point soon with uh, emma watson florence Pugh, and crc something whose name escapes me she's in lovely bones and also grand budapest hotel she's a brilliant actress and i apologize for not remembering her name at this moment but if you want to get basically at least one episode of afterthoughts every week and when part two of this episode drops on this feed uh obviously you guys will get that the patrons get an extra episode of afterthoughts so on sundays you'll still get episodes released and you just get early access to a lot of stuff you get to support the show get to keep the gears on rolling and uh yeah you get another way to hear my voice so why not so as I said in the intro, Chris was actually on Genuine Chit Chat on episode 131 that was released in July 2021. Make sure to check that out and also check out mine and Megan's uh, respective appearances on the I Like to Like Things podcast talking about Sherlock and RuPaul's Drag Race and links to that are in the description as well. So what have we got coming up? Well, I've got an author coming on next week to speak about their new book, and it's got some interesting topics tackling race and relationships, so I'm very interested to speak about that. Uh, there's a couple of bands and musicians that I've spoken with who are going to be coming on the show over the next couple months as well. There's a returning author, Brad Sugars. He's also well, he's mainly an entrepreneur and a business owner. He's going to be on probably April time now. We just couldn't get our schedules to work any sooner than that. I've also got some other people, some people I've podcasted with before that haven't necessarily been on Genuine Chit Chat, other people who have been on Genuine Chit chat before lots of cool things to be excited about this coming year and uh, you know i've got my other show styles comics and canon i've been on a lot of guest spots i've been doing a weekly boba fett watch over on my youtube channel and also on the feed of comics in motion so if you want to hear a lot of people not just myself like it's a discussion show i have a wide variety of people on there talking about their thoughts on book of boba fett as we go episode by episode week by week uh you can do that as well also if you could please support the show if you don't want to do it financially on patreon there's a number of other ways you can do it that don't cost you a penny the main one at the moment i'm trying to push for is people subscribing on youtube every time i say this uh, i normally get one or two of you subscribing on youtube so thank you so much for that i know some of you are listening but if you do have a youtube account please go over to my youtube channel link is in the description because once i get to 100 subscribers i can then change my channel link so it says slash genuine chit chat obviously way more than that amount of you guys listen there's loads of you who listen on these audio apps and things you know spotify and etc which i really appreciate but if you could subscribe on youtube as well just make everything all fit together perfectly 
Obviously, there's also some video versions of my conversations over on YouTube as well, so that's another reason to watch it. When part two of this episode drops, I will be releasing the video version of mine and Chris's chat over there on YouTube too. And in addition to that, there's also episodes of my Star Wars Comics and Canon show that I do all get released on there. A lot of those are basically into playlists and stuff. So if you just want to hear about Darth Vader or Dr. Aphra or High Republic stuff or just book reviews, all of those are in playlists in themselves. I've also had just conversations about Star Wars. I've also had conversations about a wide variety of other things like last week was like world and exploration with jared speed who spoke about his mountaineering adventure climbing mount kilimanjaro and there's just loads of things in playlists so youtube is a good place to kind of if you're first time listening to genuine chit chat and you're trying to work out where to go from here go over to youtube check out those playlists because that is really good insight into all the other content that i release Aside from that, guys, please, you know, share the show on social media, talk to your friends about it, and rate and review if you can. If you're listening on Spotify, you can give it a five-star review straight up there. You don't even have to write anything. It takes like two seconds, and it would mean the world to me if you could. If you don't want to do that, you can listen on Good Pods and share your thoughts on their reviews. You can also do that on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict. Most podcatchers allow some degree of reviewing system and also, you know, rating and reviewing. So if you could do that, that would mean the world to me. But obviously, Patreon holds a special place in my heart and in my wallet, so let's be honest there. But that's going to be it for me, guys. Thank you so much for listening as always i appreciate each and every one of you especially listening all the way up to the end here and you can expect part two of my chat with chris brayton next week and lots of other cool stuff to come so um thank you so much for that and i'll talk to you then you have just experienced host creator everything else of genuine chit chat and also the host and creator of star wars comics and canon found on the comics in motion podcast mike burton